As a teenager, you were controlled and confined by what others demanded and expected of you. In your 20s, you were consumed by what others thought of you. In your 30s, you realized you were still conflicted by what you truly thought of yourself. But now, in your 40s and beyond, it's finally time to live fearlessly, fabulously, and fully you. Let's go. Hey sis, welcome to In the Middle with Myra, and I'm your host, Myra Rollins. Hey ladies, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening to this, I hope that it is good. And it is me, Myra, your homegirl, your friend, your confidant, your virtual bestie. And I am so excited and delighted to be here with you again, where in the middle. Lady, thanks for coming back as always and joining me. And I just want to, as always, check on you first. How you doing? <laughs> I was not trying to sound like Wendy that just came out. <laughs> but honestly, how are you doing, sis? Are you doing all the things we talked about? Are you drinking your water? And I'm not talking about soda water. I'm talking about good old fire, clean, pure, washed out all the toxins. Keep yourself regular water. Are you taking that multivitamin? Yes, that big horse pill. Come on, y'all. It's good for you. Take it. Take it. Put it Put it by the bread box because, you know, you get your toast and butter every morning. Put that multivitamin by the bread box. And every day when you drink your coffee and toast, go ahead and take that multi. Are you exercising? Are you counting your calories? Are you using your MyFitnessPal app? Are you checking on your mama now? You know it's COVID season. We got to check on our elderly people, make sure they're doing good, getting to the store and getting all the extras without getting out in these streets too much. How about your cheering? <laughs> Are you making sure? Now, I'm not, I didn't say that you asked them. I said, did you make sure that they turned in all of their work on that virtual platform? That, hey, y'all know this virtual learning is driving us all bananas, but we will get through this together. So I hope you are doing those things and all of the other things to keep your life on track. I have a friend that says, when you ask her, is she ready? She says, I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. And as annoying as that can be sometimes, the truth in that is amazing and overwhelming. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Anyway, now that I've checked on you, just a quick check in with me. Y'all, let's go. <laughs> that is the only thing that's on my mind right now. It is cold. It is, um, we're expected to have an even greater winter blast thing coming through in the next day or so. So it's been like 20 degrees and the such in Dallas, but we're expected to get like in the single digits and it's going to feel like negative in Dallas. Y'all, I got my onesie on deck. I got some soup made. Thinking about making some chili. But, you know, I've been um, doing this whole vegetarian thing. So I have to figure out how to make chili for my family. 
and then go online and find me a vegetarian chili. I got my Lifetime movies queued up with my Netflix. I got a list that me and my husband are going to watch. My husband's going to set that fireplace. But y'all, the only thing that is messing up this beautiful winter weather experience is my children. Like it's supposed to snow and they are already asking me, hey, can I go get an extra set of gloves? Hey, do you have my coat? Do you have my, I, I need some rain boots. Like kids expect to get out in the snow. Don't they know? Like, don't they know that snow is not to get out in? Like, not not when you live in Dallas. Like, we don't get out in the snow. I don't care how rarely we see it. Like, you're supposed to get you some hot cocoa with marshmallows. And I get my coffee with fat-free creamer. And we watch the snow. Like, we don't play in the snow, children. But... My children are so pumped about getting out in this doggone snow. So my husband and I are going to oblige because we're those parents. And what I mean by those parents is, you know, we don't like just say kids go outside or, you know, go play. Like we are the interactive, get on the floor, play twister, go outside and play basketball kind of parents. So when it snows, (laughs) I got to get out there with them, y'all. Not happy about it. Last time, we got out there for a little bit, though, in all honesty. We made this little corny snowman, and we were like, I'm done. But my kids weren't done, so my husband had this ingenious idea to turn the car around in the garage. So we were facing out. We turned on that bad boy and got got ourselves some snacks and some hot cocoa and just watch the kids play. And they would be like, mommy, look. We would wave and say, good job, thumbs up. But we didn't get out there no more. Done. But anyway, y'all stay safe. Um, If you're in Dallas or anywhere else where the weather is um, projected to get a little nasty, stay safe and enjoy um, your, whether it be cuddling up on the couch with the movie time or with your family time, whatever it is, enjoy this winter weather. So it is approaching Valentine's Day. And what I wanted to talk about today, because Valentine's Day is the day of love, what I wanted to focus on was self-love. Yes, hunty, loving yourself. And what does that mean? What does that look like? And just some of the ways that we can manifest that, some of the ways that we can enhance that and truly, truly have an increased love level for our own selves. So the first thing that I want to discuss discuss when it comes to self-love is just the simple phrase of it is what it is. Now, I know that many of you are like, what does that have to do with loving myself? Well, the reason that so many of us do not fully love ourselves is that we have not fully accepted our own selves. We have not accepted our faults. We have not accepted our facial features. We have not accepted our figures. We have not accepted our family. We have not accepted so many things about ourselves that we cannot truly love ourselves because we are constantly trying to not just change and improve, but we are trying to recreate and just not accept and embrace the things that we are and cannot change. Y'all, 
It is what it is. You are who you are, your skin color, your height, the family you were born into, the things that happened to you, the things that you cannot change. Y'all, it is what it is. And unless and until you fully embrace that, you are going to struggle with fully loving yourself. And listen, do not get me wrong. I am not saying that your bad attitude it is what it is. No, 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 sis. You can change that one. Y'all, I'm not saying the extra unhealthy weight that you're carrying around. It is what it is. No, 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 no. I'm not saying those things. I am saying the things at our core that we cannot change, the things in our history, in our past, just the core of who we are and our makeup, we just can't not change those things. So look at those things, make a list of the things about yourself that you have not accepted over the years, write them down and just get a black permanent marker and just put it is what it is. Okay. Number two, when it comes to self-love is saying, I am not perfect, but I am my best self. Like when we start looking at the things that we want to be, things that we should have done, where we want to be in life, where we thought we would have been in life. When we look at our friends, we begin to say, man, I see all of my imperfections. And if we stop there, this self-love thing will never come. But if we say, man, I ain't perfect, but I'm my best self today. Like I did the best with what I had today and what I put out into the world, the energy that I expended, the things that I said, the people that I loved, the accomplishments that I did today, I am my best self. And from that, you give that girl a big old hug and you give that girl a smile in the mirror and a hug. Just like, like we can't hug a lot of people doing COVID. But who we can hug is our doggone selves. So you just have to say, I am not loving a perfect me, but I am loving the best me that I have for the world today. All right. So number one, it is what it is. Number two, I ain't perfect, but what? I am my best self today. And then number three, one of the things that I really encourage everyone to do when it comes to self-love is talk better to yourself. Like the way that we talk to ourselves, if anybody else talked to us like that, we would curse them out at maximum, but at minimum, we just wouldn't hang out with them. Like if some of the verbiage and crap that we repeat to ourselves. If anybody else told us that, they would be unfriended on Facebook and all other social medias. Like if somebody else constantly told you that you weren't enough, if somebody constantly told you that you were fat, if somebody constantly told you that you were dumb and incapable, if that chick talked to you like that, you would not be her friend. So why, sis, are you talking to yourself like that? In order to love ourselves better, we need to say better things to ourselves. And so as I talk about that, I want to spend the rest of our time together talking about ways to self-talk better. And like what we 
repeat to ourselves is what we begin to believe about ourselves. What we repeat to ourselves is what we begin to believe about ourselves because the person you spend the most time with is yourself. And the person that does the most talking to you and feeding to your soul and has the most influence on you is yourself. So sis, you have to become a better friend to yourself. And the way, one of the ways that you become a better friend to yourself is being a better cheerleader for yourself and a better encourager for yourself. And so one of the ways that I like love on myself is I have created this space in my house, my office that I come to when I want to do a podcast, when I want to just sit and think, reflect, create, get away from all the other drama, the noise of the house, and just be with myself in my office. And that's where I am right now. And in my office, one of the things that I created was just a wall, actually two walls that surround me of positive sayings and what I call mantras, things that I repeat to myself as I need them, ways to cheerlead myself better, ways to encourage myself. So as I sit now on my desk, behind me is um, a painting, a picture, and it says, this is my happy place. And so I am speaking to you right now and always when I podcast or do a show, I'm coming to you from my happy place. But on the other walls surrounding me are just other sayings, paintings, pictures of things that I want to remind myself of as I become a better cheerleader for myself. So I'm going to share these with you and then I want you to do the same this week. Write down things, post them on your mirror, go buy from Hobby Lobby using your half off <laughs> half off coupon, whatever it is, put them in your phone so that every day you get a reminder at a certain time of something that you want to repeat to yourself so that you can believe about yourself. So here we go. Jumping right in. One of the things that I have on my wall is a saying that says, stop expecting you from other people. People, sis, like I have to repeat that to myself and it's not directly about me, but it helps and encourages me to stop putting false expectations on people for stop looking at situations and being discouraged because it didn't plan out the way that I would have thought because I am projecting what I would have done on somebody else. Y'all, I've learned that everybody's not me and that doesn't make them wrong. It makes them different. It makes them them. It makes them unique. And until I can realize that and give everyone else the space to be who they are, I'm going to be frustrated. But on the other hand, I also learned that y'all, some people just ain't going to do right. That person at your job is not going to work as hard as you because she don't have the same work ethic. Stop expecting that. Y'all, even your children, even though you raise them, they don't have the same ticker that you have and they don't think like you think and behave how you behave. So you cannot even from your own children expect the same things that you would do in the situation. So. That's the first thing that I wanted to share that has freed me up so much. Stop expecting you from other people. But let's continue talking about what I call 
our I think I can, I think I cans, I think I cans. Y'all, that is the best mantra of all times. Like how many times have you been doing a workout or in a relationship with your husband and you're like, mm, I'm about to hit this door, but something told you, you know what? Don't quit. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I appreciate that little engine because he has gotten me through 41 years of some stuff. <laughs> But as I got older, I realized that I needed deeper things, more complex mantras than just the I think I can. Now, I have not forsaken him because he'll get you through. But definitely scriptures have gotten me through some things. And I have some favorite scriptures that I recite to myself. But specifically on my wall, I wanted to go into some other things that I have. So here's one, one of my favorites. It says, be soft. Don't let the world make you hard. Don't let the pain make you hate. Don't let bitterness steal your sweetness. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what sound that was. That was the sound of truth. That was my amen sound. That is one of my favorite mantras, favorite reminders to myself. Because y'all, this world is a beast. And if you let it, it will change who you are and who you want to be. And what I want to encourage you today, sis, is don't let the world infect you, but it has to affect you. Like, I'm not crazy enough to believe that the things of this world will change you in a way of growth and awareness. That's affect. But you do not have to let it infect you. And by infect you, I mean by negatively permeate through your body and change your core, change your heart, change your level of love. Do not let the bitterness and the hardness and the tough stuff of life infect you. But you have to, as a mature woman, let it affect you. Let me give you an example. Like you were in a bad relationship, maybe one or two or even three bad relationships. And so now you say, all men are dogs. That's infection, right? But let me tell you what affection looks like. You know, I've been burned before, but I've looked at my own self and evaluated what was it of me that allowed me to put myself in that situation. And so after self-reflection, I've grown from it. And so now I have not closed off my heart. I have not locked away my heart, but I have become more cautious and protected my heart. Hmm. I have parameters. I have boundaries. And so now that bad relationship or those bad relationships have not infected me negatively where I just do not trust any man. And, I've, and I'm horrible in relationships because I'm trusting. I'm not trusting. Um, but I have not allowed those things to happen. But now I am wiser as I seek love and go into relationships. There is a difference between infection and, and affection. Or how about this? You've had several friends that have betrayed you, told your business, turned their backs on you. So now you say, man, females are trifling. I don't, I don't, I don't do female relationships. I just don't have time for it. That is infection. You have let the world make you hard and you have let the bitterness steal your sweetness. So sis, don't go to that extreme. But what you can say is that, you know what? 
I have lots of acquaintances. I don't mind hanging out with people, going out and doing things, but I have very few friends. Just because I understand that with friends, there is a level of trust and vulnerability and work that has to go into that relationship to make sure that I feel safe and secure within those. And so because of that, I no longer have lots of friends. I have acquaintances and I still hang around with people and I still um, have relationships with others, but I just have on one hand with some to spare friends. So that's the way that you navigate being infected and affected by the world. All right. So um, another saying that I have on my wall is she created a life she loved. Ladies, on this show, I am always talking to you about intention and choices. I just firmly believe that you cannot create a life that you love without being intentional about it. Every day waking up and saying, what what choices am I making to make this life the best that I want it to be? Again, not perfect. But how can I cultivate? How can I create? How can I change? How can I be my own instrument of change within my own life? So, sis, I ask you, what have you done today, yesterday, in the weeks that have um, filled up this year so far of 2021 to be intentional? And then do you have a mindset of things just don't just happen to me? Like, There are some things that we just can't control, but there are so many other factors in our life that we have the choice to do. We have the choice to stay at that job. Yes, it might be difficult to find another one, but if you hate that job, it is your choice. Find another one. Do your due diligence to get on all of the um, online job sites and Google and network with friends and get on LinkedIn and do what you need to do to beef up your resume. It's your choice to stay at that job, sis. It's your choice to stay in that relationship or not. It's your choice to stay in a miserable marriage. And I'm not saying leave. I'm saying do the work to make it better. What choices have you had and where have you been intentional to make and create the life that she love, that you love. So another saying on my wall, and I tell myself this all the time, is no rain, no flowers. That's so simple, but it's so deep that so many times we look at the negative situations in our life, the rain, and we stop and we can't see past or through the rain. But if it was not for the rain, the growth of the beautiful flowers would never come. And I'm sure that if you look back on your own life, at times when you say that was awful, that storm, that season was awful. Um, It could have been a bad relationship, a sickness, a death of someone you loved. It could have been an awful financial situation, a bad job, the rain. But when you look at the fruits of that, now there still may be pain from that. There still may be a hole. There still may be pieces of you that are different and forever altered. However, 
what flower came out of that rain? When someone left your life and there is a forever hole there in your heart, but who else came to your life because there was room or space for a new relationship? Um, when you left one job, got fired, demoted, whatever, what activity, what hobby, what other job came your way from that? When one relationship ended, what did you learn about yourself when you were just by yourself? Like where has rain produced flowers in your life? Sis, if you look hard enough, I promise in whatever the situation, some type of good growth came from that situation. And I know some of you saying impossible. Sis, do, do the work. Look back and reflect what good growth came from the rain and the last storm you encountered. Another saying on my wall is be the good. And I love this one because so often we can watch the news. We can pick up the phone and hear your homegirl pouring up the latest tea or gossip on what somebody else did. And oftentimes we can say, I can't believe she did this and she didn't do that. And you read the news and you are depressed at just like the depravity of the world and how mean and awful people can be. And we often get stuck at looking at the speck in someone else's eye not realizing or focusing that we ourselves are not being enough good. Sis, who did you love today? Who did you let over in traffic? Who did you call or text just to say, how you doing? Um, in your own house, what energy are you giving off? Are you being positive and speaking well into the people in your household, encouraging them? How many what I call passes have you given people, meaning that you could have gone off. You could have gotten upset. You very well had all the rights to flap, go off on everybody, but you decided to let them make it. Where are you volunteering? Where are you donating? Where are you just simply being the good? Y'all being the good is infectious. And it is so important before we call other people to it that we call our own self higher and consistently in every small interaction to every grand deed, be the good. So another mantra that I have on my wall that helps me be a better person, that helps me love myself more is a simple saying that says, do small things with great love. Oftentimes I look at my life and I say, you know, by this time I thought I would have owned my own company and that company would have been this world power in, I don't know. I just have these, all these great grand visions for myself. And sometimes I'm hard on myself because I feel that I have not done enough. But when I remind myself to simply do great things, I'm sorry, do small things with great love then I'm pretty proud of myself because I think about a friend who every Tuesday I um, do meals for their family just because there's an illness in their family and it just helps out. So most Tuesdays I'm cooking anyway. So I cook a little extra and I drop them food off 
small thing, but great love. Or I have a neighbor. She's elderly, especially with COVID. They're not getting out much. They're kind of bored. So me and my kids, we walk over there from time to time, share a little bit of conversation. I drop a little random gift off on her doorsteps. She will occasionally do the same thing on mine. And she has expressed to me time and time again that just living next to me has been a great joy for her. It's a small thing, but great love. So where, sis, are you? Have you not conquered the world? I know, me either. But where have you done just today? Several small things with great love. And then on my wall, is a simple saying, it says blessed. I often remind myself that though everything ain't right, everything ain't in order the way that I want it to be, but overall, if I had this big cosmic metaphoric scale, my good things and my blessings in my life would far outweigh all of the drama. So oftentimes I just repeat to myself, girl, you blessed. You all right? You blessed. (laughs) And then another thing that I remind myself of that I look at when I come into my office is choose kindness. Did y'all know it was a choice? That you don't have to get the attitude. You don't have to be mean and stank. (laughs) That there is another way to respond even to negativity and hate. You can choose kindness. So, These are just a few sayings that I have around my office in my happy space to help me just to remind myself to be the person I want to be and to love who I am, even though I'm striving to be someone greater. Um, I love myself where I am today, where I am today, where you are today is enough. You are enough. And sis, be a better friend to yourself. And if you can't do it today, let me in this last 30 seconds, just be a good friend to you. You ready? Sis, you are beautiful. Sis, you are enough. You bring value to this world. The space that you take up is necessary and needed and important. Sis, you are worthy of great things and blessings. And to all of my sisters in the middle, I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Hey sis, thanks again for meeting me in the middle. We're together, you and I are figuring out and feeling 40 because we understand that getting older with style and grace ain't easy, but somebody got to do it. Why not us? Why not you? And why not now? And as always, choose to make it a great day.